Lifestyles with Style podcast to help you create a happy home and refine your new lifestyle. Today I'm going to talk to you about how to style your property for sale in order to achieve the highest return on investment on auction day. I know as empty nesters one of the first challenges you are facing is selling your family home. But this can be a really hard task because like many, many of you will have lots of furniture and lots of stuff that has accumulated over the past 20 to 30 years. And so it's really hard to get started. What to do with all that? What can I take? How to get rid of things? So most of you are living in these large houses and um, this is one of the first challenges you are facing. Um, today um, I promise you, you will get a toolbox of tips and um, practical advice how to dress your home for success and how to present it as attractive as possible for inspection day. What I'm going to share with you are the three key updates to make um, that will help you achieve the highest return on investment. As research shows, um, homes that have been staged for sale sell much quicker and for a higher price. I've actually gathered a few um, statistics um, that I would like to share with you at this point. Did you know that most buyers form an opinion about a home in the first 7 to 10 seconds when entering the property? And it is estimated that only 10% of buyers can um, imagine the potential of your property. So that means the other 90%, they only see all the imperfections and all the spaces that are just okay. And according to a 2011 study by HomeGain.com, um, the three main updates you can make to prepare your home for sale are cleaning and decluttering, lighten and brighten, and landscaping front and back garden. So before I'm going to share with you these three key strategies, I would like to talk a bit about myself and how I, um, about my journey into the world of color and interiors, so that you know you are in safe hands. Being um, from Germany, um, I have lived in apartments for many, many years and I, I remember even as a child I, I always loved uh, beautiful things and to, to surround myself with, um, with stuff I found in holidays on the beach like shells and feathers and stones and I loved to decorate it in my room afterwards. And when I had um, finished school there was a time when I was thinking about studying interior architecture because I always loved art and design and everything related to it but um, at that time I was really not courageous enough no one encouraged me and I thought oh no, I don't know if that's something for me it's a lot of math involved and that was never my strong side at school so I just didn't have the courage to do it and I went for the safe way and studied um, studied business administrations which led me into a career in public relations and marketing where I worked for 16 years and after finishing school I moved um, I lived for over 10 years in apartments of all different sizes tiny studio apartments 
two, three bedroom apartments. And the highlight was probably a double um, um, level penthouse apartment, 140 square meters in a lovely area. And um, I had just moved in with my partner at that time. It was a great, we had a great time, no children, a double income. And um, I thought life is all under control, everything is sorted, until he came one day and this, uh, told me he decided to separate from me. So I had to move on and um, sort, my, sort out my life again. And um, I moved on and I found myself a tiny um, studio apartment nearby because I didn't want to move too far away from where we were. And this was my first crash course in downsizing because um, I remember myself sitting there on moving day in a tiny space with all these boxes piled up under the ceiling and I was sitting there sobbing away and thinking how on earth am I getting all that into this space and what's going to happen and how, what am, am I going to do and yeah I was just devastated at that time but to be honest I think my um, I had to concentrate just on my strength and um after a while, I thought, well, this doesn't help. You have to have to move on and you have to be strong and you have to do your stuff now on your own. And so I rolled up my sleeves and um, started to think about how I, how I could decorate that, that place. And um, I started to declutter. I got rid of a few things. I transformed a few antique pieces into storage units. I used a shelf as a room divider to, to separate my tiny kitchen and living room area. And... Um, yeah, I bought a couple of new pieces, so it didn't take long and I really intuitively decorated that space into a cozy home. And I lived there for another, I think, a couple of years until I met my now husband, which then led me into moving into another apartment and another one, and then we moved into a house and we renovated all these places. And then in 2008, finally, we ended up here in Australia. And... Um, as I stopped, for me that was a massive step, as you can imagine. I left everything behind and um, I, um, it was a huge step towards a new chapter of my life. And I, um, yeah, I, I left behind my family, my friends, my, my career, everything, our house, which we just had renovated, to start from the scratch, basically. But after a while I um, thought, why... Why not doing something I always wanted to do? And I started doing art classes, which I thoroughly enjoyed. I spent um, the different courses in different art schools here in Sydney and ended up at a design school, the International School of Color and Design, where I studied for one and a half years. After um, this, I had the chance to start working in a furniture showroom. And um, so I spent there 13 months and learned everything what you need to learn in retail about furniture design, about fabrics, and also I learned a lot about what customers were looking for when they came in and um, did renovations or wanted to redecorate their home. When I had left that um, job, I then started out with my own business, my own interior styling business, and um, did property styling jobs and color consultations. And then last year, basically, um, around this time last year, I, um, I read more and more about the major physical changes Australian cities are going through and saw all these apartment developments coming up everywhere. And so I, I researched a bit more into that. And the idea for my book, Downsize with Style, was born. 
So I um, self-published this first practical guide for empty nesters within six months. It came out in January um, 2014. I yeah, it's it's a sort of a practical guide with an inspirational um, level, and um, I hope to encourage everyone who's downsizing to um, yeah to take that step and start a new chapter of of your life. Well, and now, uh, as promised, I'm going to share with you the three um, top updates you can make to uh, to prepare your home for sale and to achieve the highest return on investment. And I'm going to count them down for you. So strategy number three is use the power of color. Color is the most um, effective tool when it comes to interior decorating. Color can make a space come alive. It can change completely the atmosphere of a space. It impacts on our behavior, our well-being and our environment. And I'm not suggesting here that you should paint feature walls in bright purple or green, but rather use color as an accent to change the mood and atmosphere of a space. I've brought an ex um, for example, um, what I did in a, um, a large four-bedroom home um, I worked, um, I did a, a styling job and um, the house was really tidy, everything was decluttered, it was looked quite nicely but it was very minimalist um, and it was kind of, everything was sort of black and white, it was uh, really a bit bland and dull and so to change the energy of the main living and dining area um, we introduced the color red in the living room and we, I, we just did that by using a couple of cushions, a throw, artwork and um, some books and flowers. And the, the whole room had a completely different energy. And for the, for the uh, dining area, um, we used the color orange. Orange is a, a warm color like red, adjacent to red on the color wheel. And it's also a color that stimulates appetite, communication, conversation. So it's a great color for dining areas and kitchens. And um, again, the same strategy using a couple of cushions and artwork. And what you can do, what is really very cost effective and very efficient and, and has a lot of impact is using a bowl of oranges on your kitchen bench. So by the way, flowers and books have the most impact in interior styling and um, I think everyone has books at home to use and to present nicely and with the flowers just invest in a bunch of fresh flowers every weekend when, um, or every week when you have open inspections um, and place the flowers, a nice colorful bunch, on a, in a key area of your home like your entrance, the kitchen bench, maybe you have a nice side table in the living area. So use the power of color to change the energy and, and atmosphere in a space. And for example, if you want to calm down a space, you use greens and blues. Ask a color consultant or a stylist, they can help you choosing the right colors. Strategy number two is reorganize and upscale your storage spaces. Storage is a key decision-making criteria for potential buyers. And especially if you're selling a five-bedroom house and you're targeting families with children, storage is vital. So you have to go through all your storage areas and really declutter them and upscale them and reorganize them and bring them back into shape. 
And I know I can see already in your faces, decluttering is not a favorite task for most of people. So um, I thought, why not looking at it from a different perspective? And I want to really encourage you to try that and detach from all these negative feelings and emotions that come with the word decluttering already. Just think about of taking inventory. So tackle one drawer, one storage unit, one storage space at a time and allocate each piece to one of the following four piles. So there is of course the pile of the things you want to keep but really think about do these things mean something to you and do you really need them in a smaller space? So this is the first pile, things you want to keep. The second one is um, a pile, think about what you could donate, what is still in a good shape and you could donate to a charity, to an op shop, to a school or a kindergarten. Gather everything on that pile for, for donations. Then the third pile is your um, pile for things you could still sell. So if you are clever you can even make money out of your decluttering project. I, um, I decluttered uh, with my son a, while, a few years ago, his, um, his bedroom, and we got so many things like toys and books and clothing. So we went to a kids market and I couldn't believe we made more than $400 on, on that day. And for my son it was a great experience. We had a great day out. It was a bit of work involved, but in the end it was, it was just a great experience. And he learned that he, he needs to declutter and get rid of stuff if he wants to get a new one in his room. So think about what you could sell either on a local market, there's always council markets, or um, you could on, uh, upload it online to eBay or Gumtree, or there are even other um, platforms. I've um, suggested a lot of things in my book, How to Declutter and Free Cycle, so uh, just do some research. Or you maybe find um, like an auction center where they buy and sell antiques. And then the last pile is everything that goes straight into the bin because it's broken, it's old, you don't use it anymore anyway. And then the most important thing now is to follow up with actions. Because I've seen this and I heard it from people, they decluttered and then they put everything in their garage where it's now sitting and waiting to be dealt with. So you need to really, once you've done one area, you need to follow up with actions and upload the things on, uh, online, bring it to the charity shop and organize the general cleanup so that you get rid of the things. And then another important thing is celebrate. Have a glass of bubbles and celebrate your decluttering project because you will realize once you've got rid of all that physical stuff, your mind will also be free and open for new things and to tackle new challenges. And um, now strategy number one, and this is um, really one of the most important ones, make your house sparkle. So clean it, give it a really good clean, inside and outside. And I recommend to um, um, organize one of these specialized businesses that do pressure cleaning. So they will clean your whole house, the, the, the walls, the windows, the fly screens, the doors, the garage. So they will really make make it look nice and, and sparkle. And also check if there's anything broken in your um, front area, like broken lights, gates, walls, whatever. And most of these businesses, they also have a handyman and they help you do minor repairs. 
and just put yourself in the shoes of your buyer. Go out on the street and walk towards your property and, and watch and observe what are you seeing, how does it look, is it all neat and tidy or is it cluttered, is it um, doesn't, is it, there, are there broken things, um, how does your front garden look. That's another very important um, um, topic as I mentioned before. Um, get your landscaping done and if, if maybe your garden only needs a bit of weeding and um, topping up some mulch, ask your gardener to do it or do it yourself. But if, if it's a really um, old garden that's out of shape and has no nice plants, so, so consult a landscape designer. They will really design your front garden and make it look compelling and really nice. And they also help you finding the right plants and flowers that fit into your um, individual space there. So make your house sparkle because you never have a second chance to make a first impression. Now, uh, just to recap the three top updates you can make. Use the power of color, reorganize and upscale your storage spaces and make your home sparkle. Give it a really thorough clean. So these are only three strategies I shared with you today. I have so much more to share with you and um, you will find a lot on my website www.downsizewithstyle.com. You can download a free chapter of my book. You can download free toolbox resources to get you started. Um, yeah, and you find and, and you can also purchase the book online. So the, the website is open 24-7. Have a look um, if you think that's of interest for you. Um, as I said, I've self-published this book in six months as I saw that there is no practical guide for empty nesters on the market, nothing to help them with practical tips and checklists to get started and to get going with their downsizing project. And it's a practical guide but overlaid with inspirational quotes and an inspirational layer because I truly hope I can encourage you to take that step into the unknown maybe and to start a new chapter of your life by detaching from your past and, and getting rid of stuff mentally and physically to be open to the opportunities that come with a new, um, a new stage, a new phase in your life. Yes, so if you feel this could be something for you, I um, would like to invite you to visit the Downsize with Style website, um, www.downsizewithstyle.com. And I also would like to encourage you to leave a comment and to ask some questions, to share your challenges with other listeners. So we, I'm, I'm happy to answer all your questions and um, to also make them to a topic in one of our next episodes. So thank you so much for listening today. It was a pleasure to share my message with you. And I hope to reconnect with you sometime, somewhere in the future. My name is Bettina Deda, and thank you so much for listening today.